the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I-30, with your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. The Monday edition of The Ride Home. Good to be with you. It's nice out there, isn't it? It's one of these days, you know, when you see the sun like this shine all day long, you think, where am I? Am I in uh, San Diego or Tampa? I mean, certainly the temperature is a little different, but boy, just a nice big full day of sunshine. It, it changes your attitude about things. I, I, I don't know what that is, you know, physiologically, psychologically. I'm sure that there's been well, many studies about that, but it just feels good to feel the, uh, the sun beat down on your head. Hey, there's a, certainly a, a lot that is happening around the world, isn't it? I mean, you uh, if you're following along and, you know, here we are in a news organization in many ways. And uh, in some ways, uh, you know, every few minutes or so, I'm looking at the headlines and following along with different stories. There's a lot of anxiety out there in the world right now, isn't there? And uh, I, I don't know about you, but I certainly try my best not to absorb it, you know, not to make it part of my um, my spiritual self and my uh, my fleshly self. I, you know, but you see people in mainstream media who, you know, that is their their everything, and I would imagine that there's a lot of uh, mental and physical sickness that comes from chewing on that bone all day long. And of course, in today's social media, the world we can all play along at home. And I, I know this, and I, th- I think you know this as well. It is just not healthy. There's no good that comes from this. Uh, the powers that be will will work their way through, and any amount of us following along deeply and worrying about it or commenting about it or lashing out about it, whether to our, ourselves in our own internal monologues or to our wives or husbands or family or friends or, heaven forbid, on social media, on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot, it, it doesn't help the matter. And I think most importantly, and I'm saying this for myself to hear this, it doesn't help our spiritual selves. There's no good to become from this. I mean, certainly my response to this, and I, I, I know this is you know, most of yours respond to this as well, is that we, the wheels are slowly moving here, maybe not that slowly, but as the wheels are moving, and I pray that there is not a deeper escalation in the Middle East, that as that unfolds, goodness gracious, not to be fearful, but to be confident in the Lord and the, the powers that he has presented for us in, in prayer, to lean on him and to pray for peace with every fiber of my body, with every 
beat of my heart and breath in my lungs, I pray for peace in this world. And of course, it starts here. It starts with me. It starts with you. It starts with all of us to be peaceful in our own associations first, and then to hope and pray that that springs forward into the greater good, into the community, into the city, into the nation, and then ultimately into the world. So today, I choose not to be anxious, and I choose to pray for peace. And I especially am praying for the peace of the president, for all those people in Washington, D.C., for all of them. This is very, very dicey, very fragile, dangerous times we live in. And um, like yourself, I don't have any insight into the politics of it all. I just know what I read. And, of course, a lot of that is shrouded in perhaps half-truths or misunderstanding or whatnot. But I do know that the Lord is on the throne and that by being with him in communion, in peace, that that is the greater good that we all should strive for. So I'm praying for peace, and I hope that you make that part of your life and speak to those that you love as well to pray for peace. Now, having said that, having said all that, we are in the world, and uh, I cannot help but to, you know, to join you and to comment on the world. I mean, holy smokes. Okay, so this goes in the territory of what happened on television last night. Did you watch? Did you play along? Now, you know, I got to be honest. If you... If you've listened to the show for long enough, and if you know who I am, you know that I love movies. I do. I love movies. I think I love movies more than just about anything in this world as far as entertainment value. I really do. It's just something that um, the craft, the writing, the emotion, the art, the imagery, all that, I mean, it's just fabulous. Really, it is. It's just the most incredible, most powerful art form imaginable to me. So I'm a sucker for it, really. I, I, not, I think, truly, it's, not a day goes by that I don't watch a movie. I just who I am. I just love it so much. And so <laughs> the, <laughs> the award season is upon us. And um, I was you know, reading the paper yesterday, and I was like, oh, oh look, it's the, uh, the Golden Globes this evening. I, I forgot that they, you know, the first sort of you know, uh, event of the uh, award season, the Golden Globes are upon us. And I said to my wife, she was in the kitchen, hey, honey, you know, Golden Globes are tonight. And she squealed with, she squealed with delight. Oh. Oh, good. We'll have to watch. <laughs> Holy smokes. I mean, and you know, you've been down this road before. You know how Hollywood is, how sanctimonious they are, how elite they are, how in their craft they have separated themselves from us. It's really ridiculous. I mean, it really is. There is a certain artistry in what they do, of course, right? I, but at the same time, you know, the pomposity. Isn't it so something? It is so. How do people who have been given a gift, and of course we've all, all of us, in some degree or another, have been given artistry. We've all been given gifts. There are people among us who are wonderful design or wonderful in music or you name it, right? All of us share some thread. It's the rare person who doesn't have some connection to that. I'm so grateful for that. But then it, when it becomes a, an economic engine, when there's a, a price tag put on that, whenever it's something that we as a communal, you know, as community share, as a nation, as a world share, 
And those people who are have been blessed with the ultimate gift of that, and they have climbed the ladder of the business of the business of cinema, movies, film, whatever you want to call it, man, it becomes so precious. And these award shows are just the, the pinnacle of it all. So uh, last night, Hollywood's selfless do-gooders, they uh, left the Golden Globes feeling abused and insulted and broken and shell-shocked, thanks to Ricky Gervais. And i got to be honest. Now, if you looked at you know social media today, excuse me, there are many conservative people who are saying, yay, Ricky Gervais is for us. Well, nothing could be further from the truth. Ricky Gervais, in no way, shape, or form, is a conservative. But that's, that's beside the point. Ricky Gervais, the actor, comedian, bon vivant, whatever you want to call him, he is in the business of sticking his thumb in the eye of those who are full of themselves. And for that, you have got to appreciate that. I mean, the world's biggest stars look in their own mirrors and they flock to Sunday night's Golden Globe to show us how woke and worthy and wonderful they all are. And, of course, they went there to go to their punching bag, the president. You know, uh, last night uh, as the, <laughs> the assembled, uh, they sat down for a meal. And as they ate their meal, meat was banned from the dinner tables to illustrate just how woke these kind-hearted celebrities are about the environment. Now, listen. Many of them came to the event in private jets, in limousines that were gas-guzzling. But they'll show you, the celebrities, how woke they are because, heck's sake, we are not going to eat chicken or beef. We're going to have some salad or some tofu or whatnot. And uh, our our gas-guzzling carbon footprints be darned. Uh, we're going to show you just exactly you know how wonderful we are. But then... Ricky Gervais took the stage. And you know what? You can't say that they hadn't been warned. I would say this. Even if you don't care about the movies or you don't care about Ricky Gervais or the culture you know, in general, it is worth your time to go on uh, to YouTube and type in Ricky Gervais's name and he will pop up because he is all over the place. I mean, since last night, he is all over social media because everyone has commented about this about him sticking his thumb in the eyes of the Hollywood elite. So um, his opening monologue was about seven minutes or so. And in those seven minutes, he hit a home run. He encapsulated the foolishness of what Hollywood's about and the hypocrisy of what it's all about, and he brought it. And to see those stars that you love, I mean, you know, there's Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. There's, you know... Brad Pitt and uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and, you know, you name your favorite Hollywood celebrity. There they were. And Ricky Gervais, he just brought it. And jaws were dropped in the most unceremonious way. Now, Michael, play a clip. This is like the last 40 seconds or so of Ricky Gervais telling Hollywood what he thinks. And um, they received it not too well. But here's Ricky Gervais. Paul roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing, made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, 
if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right, come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God. And so... It's already three hours long. Right, let's do the first award. The okay, first so then there's award. Ricky Gervais. Now, you see in that little sort of moment of silence the there, the award. network censors were, had their finger on the, uh, the, the silence button because he was profane. But I believe he told the truth. I mean, they come up and they think that they're all this and that, but at the same time, it's just a ball of hypocrisy. So... I guess it doesn't matter, right? We are all cut from the same cloth. We all are. We just think one thing, we think one thing, and then we act another way. So, let's all of us today collectively pray for peace, right? That, Lord, we need your help because we are all fallen sinful. We are all hypocrites. We are all ugly and mean and stupid in our own narrow worldview ways. And only by the grace of you, only by your power, and your forgiveness, and you, Lord, taking the nails and dying on the cross, only through all that can we humble ourselves and know that you love us and want the best for us. So, Lord, we thank you. Create in us, Lord, a peaceful heart, and help us, Lord, to renew ourselves, to follow you every second of every day. We'll take a quick break and come back. We're going to go to the White House. Greg Clugston will join us. As we always do, we kick off every Monday by going to the White House and getting a look at the international and national news. Stay with us. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. When you're feeling down, God reaches down to lift you up. You may have blown it, and you may feel like a failure right now, but mercy says now is not forever. I've come to help you back on your feet and say with my arm around you, let's go on. You'll be encouraged as you learn more about God's grace this week on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. The team in Pillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River,
River and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free, plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house Thursday, January 16th at 9.30 a.m. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, Snapology, and Spanish. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At jubileecs.org. Every Monday we start off the week by looking at the world news, whether it's international or domestic. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us. Greg, welcome back. Thank you, John, and Happy New Year to you and your listeners. We've had a... Busy few days the last few days. Yes, there's a lot been happening. So let's go and look at the large picture internationally with the president and uh, Iran. Um, It is a a question mark and a a boiling cauldron, is it not? It really is. There are a lot of unanswered questions as to what's going to happen next, how the world, how the region in the Middle East is going to respond. Of course, we know that last week, late last week, there was a U.S. airstrike that took out the top uh, military commander from Iran, General Qasem Soleimani. And so now, today, over the last number of hours, there have been these huge crowds, massive crowds in downtown Tehran, and a funeral procession, and the uh, the Iran supreme leader weeping over the casket of this top general who was killed in the U.S. airstrike. And there are threats of retaliation coming from Iran. And then, of course, you've got the president saying that the U.S. is ready for any kind of retaliation and is uh, ready to strike uh, d- any number of dozens of, of targets that would uh, would hurt Iran. So the world's on edge. Uh, financial markets are unsure of what to think about all this, and there are just a lot of unanswered questions and unease right now. So, Greg, uh, yesterday when I saw the massive crowds, and of course there's no denying that they were massive, I wonder about people's um, willingness, people in Iran, their willingness to be there in public. Was this something, do you think, that that was required, or was this actual mourning? Yeah, those questions are often asked whether you're talking about uh, events in Iran or in Russia, for example, uh, in some in some years past. Certainly, uh, in, in the country like North Korea, you wonder about the the uh, whether there's coercion involved there. Uh, whatever the case is, John, it certainly sends a signal, a message of some kind, mm-hmm. that there is uh, there is seriousness there. Although we did know that the Iran Supreme Leader. Uh, worked very closely for for uh, many years, two or three decades, with Soleimani. So they were they were close associates. They were at the top of the leadership of the Iranian regime, and so uh, certainly he uh, he he was you know, certainly moved by this uh, losing uh, someone so close to, in that way. And it's been interesting also to look at the response among the American people over the last few days, because it, it seems as if this country, just like everything else, is looking at this event 
through a very political lens, whether, in, for example, it seems as if many people, if they support Donald Trump, then they support this action. If they're opposed to the president, then they're unhappy with the outcome. Right. So the Iranians have said that they would have a three-day mourning period before they would take any action at all. And, of course, there's been a lot of conjecture of what those actions might be. Um, It is such an odd and curious thing that's taken place where the United States has gone out, effectively assassinated um, someone who was an enemy of the state. But um, I guess it's anyone's guess. That's probably, you know, my narrative. What is going to happen? No one knows exactly. And I'm sure the president himself, who's ever advising him, I wonder what they know and what uh, we can anticipate in the future. Well, we do know that the Iranians have said a couple of things, that they are going to abandon whatever limits there were of the 2015 Iran nuclear deal, and they're simply not going to honor that deal anymore. Of course, the United States uh, had announced a withdrawal from that over the last 18 months, and so uh, that that was dead in the water in some respect, although there were other countries, of course, who were signatories onto that deal. But Iran is now saying that deal is null and void. And they've, they've also said that they may go after high, uh, high targets of, uh, of Americans who serve as either diplomats or in the U.S. military. And that could mean people, uh, not necessarily in the United States, but especially who are serving in those capacities overseas. In response, President Trump, uh, he was tweeting over the last uh, you know, number of days, including this morning, and he has said that there are 52 cultural sites I'm sorry, 52 sites, Iranian targets, that would be potential targets. And he included in the tweet a reference to some of them may be of importance of cultural significance to the Iranians, which has has uh, developed a whole other series of conversations, because according to uh, a number of treaties and the United Nations, going after cultural sites uh, is, uh, is a war crime. And so the president uh, raised that issue and had some of his associates, including Secretary of State Pompeo, trying to clarify those comments on the Sunday talk shows yesterday. And so also the I heard yesterday or read yesterday that the Iranians have said there's an $80 million bounty on President Trump's head. Right. So you have this, uh, you have this very strong rhetoric uh, going in both directions, and that is what is leading to a lot of uncertainty in terms of what to expect. But certainly we have seen here in the Washington, D.C. area just today and over the last 24 to 48 hours, some increased security presence uh, at various government facilities and various military bases here in the Washington area. We're getting warnings from uh, the U.S. Embassy in Israel for uh, American citizens in particular to take extra precautions. So uh, the world and, uh, and especially that region, the Middle East, is on edge. There's no question. Well, I certainly uh, pray that uh, calm heads would prevail and that we do not enter into a war stance with Iran and the rest of the Middle East. Pray for peace, uh, no matter what the president does as he moves forward. So um, what about this? Um, The president yesterday, uh, again, on Twitter, essentially said, uh, this is in writing that I'm making a declaration for people to know, for the the lawful uh, Washington, D.C., Senate, the Congress, to know that this is moving forward. I'm going to put this in writing, that if something happens, uh, this is my declaration. We often see this uh, tension between the executive branch and Congress when it comes to war powers uh, decisions, and and we're seeing the very same sort of scenario play out again here, where uh, you've got members, uh, particularly of the Democratic leadership, who are concerned 
that they've been kept out of the loop on these decisions. And so there you had the president, as you were just uh, pointing out, writing in a tweet to say that uh, this is essentially my, my notification. Now, it is going to go beyond that. There is going to be, uh, we're, we're hearing that on Wednesday, two days from now, there is going to be an administration official who will be briefing members of Congress uh, in a more fulsome way with other details. But, of course, this is coming after the fact. And so there's always this tension as to whether or not there needs to be a congressional consent for this kind of action, like the, the war, the airstrikes that were ordered by the president last Friday. And uh, we're seeing that play out once again. And there are efforts by some Democratic members of Congress uh, to uh, to again look at the war powers uh, that uh, the executive branch holds and that the president holds specifically. So we haven't heard the end of that either. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston joins us. So, Greg, uh, of course, there's conversation as well that the president may have done some of this to deflect attention away from the impeachment hearings that um, are somewhat on hold. Talk to us about where we are in in the impeachment process. Well, the very latest uh, happened earlier today when there was uh, a posting online by the former White House National Security Advisor, John Bolton. He announced that he is now prepared to testify in the Senate trial if he is subpoenaed by the Senate. Now, if you remember just a few weeks ago, there was a big question as to whether or not Bolton would testify in the House hearings, the House impeachment hearings, uh, because uh, he is he was someone who was working inside the administration. Uh, he, there are a number of reports of him expressing unease uh, and, uh, and concern about, for example, uh, former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani and his role as a, as a legal advisor to the president and his workings and dealings with Ukraine. And so here you have somebody who is working inside the West Wing of the White House and could provide perhaps uh, some new information to this entire impeachment proceeding that we have not received so far. So for him today to just say if he is going to receive a subpoena, he would comply with that. And that now is uh, maybe recalculating uh, some of the efforts uh, by both Republicans and Democrats as to how, how to move forward, because they're trying to figure out what kind of rules are going to be the parameters for the trial and whether or not there will be new witnesses. And if there are new witnesses, then perhaps Bolton would be called to testify. I see. So if Bolton says he signals that I'm willing to testify now, more likely than not, he will be subpoenaed. I guess the question is, uh, will this hurt the president or help the president? Right. And again, uh, much like with the Iran situation, this is this is an unknown. We do know that he, he expressed some real concern about uh, other members outside of the administration, Giuliani in particular, uh, representing the president or the United States in some form or fashion as he was having interactions with uh, officials in Ukraine. And uh, he did leave over some uh, you know, concern over over these and other international issues, and he's a very outspoken individual. Has been for a long time, even before, of course, he worked in the in the Trump White House. So there is there is some concern among uh, those who support the president uh, that this could be potentially damaging for Donald Trump, but we simply don't know, and we don't know if he, in fact, will be uh, subpoenaed to testify. I see. So, Greg, as you uh, are in Washington, D.C., when something like this happens, whenever there is an attack or where there ever is the uh, the threat of war happening, does the tone, I mean, the people that you talk to, can you feel a, a thickness, a rising of the tension in people's lives? I would say the short answer is yes. People do understand that things have changed to a degree that it's it's not a normal sense of uh, going about business. Obviously, politics 
is going to be political in nature, and there are going to be disagreements and, and maneuvering of that kind. But when we're talking about, especially on an international scale, and with, uh, with an unknown regime in terms of what may happen next with Iran and, and the threats and the rhetoric, uh, it does take it up a notch or two. There's no question. And the United States uh, officials, government officials, are taking this very seriously because uh, they, they know that Americans, who uh, especially overseas, are, are potentially at risk, as are allies of the United States. So it's not just Americans and uh, U.S. military and diplomats overseas, but also uh, allies, and particularly Israel is on alert as well, because uh, they're right in the heart of that region, of course. I see. Well, Greg, my my hope is that the next time we talk, that uh, these matters will be peacefully resolved, that there is no bloodshed, and that uh, we continue on our ways and Iran continues on their ways as well. Peace for all. Greg, uh, as always, thanks for being with us. Thank you, John. Talk soon. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugston has been with us. Look online for Greg Clugston at wordfm.com, SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. My story begins with debt, a lot of debt, credit card debt, and I heard a commercial for Trinity. I gave them a call. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. When I first called, I was a little embarrassed and kind of ashamed, and I looked at the numbers, and I saw how quickly that astronomical debt that was in my life would go away. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. What I would tell other people, please pick up the phone and call Trinity. Just let them put together a program and see how affordable and easy it is to pay off your debt. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. I have never had a female dentist. I started to have problems with a tooth, and I thought, you know what? I'll just go once. David remembers his first visit with Dr. Megan Stock. I had such a good time that I'm surprised they allowed me to come back because I had a lot of things that needed to be fixed. She makes you feel so calm and so comfortable. She's just terrific at what she does. I have had no discomfort at all with anything that she's done. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of liquor Chops, get the third bottle free. New improved liquor Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Lico Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasevic for Dynavite. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. The message, Liberty Mutual Insurance customizes your coverage so you only pay for what you need, is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance.
where you can customize your coverage so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com. Increasing clouds tonight, low 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a bit of snow into the early afternoon with little or no accumulation. Clouds breaking at times late, high 40. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a couple of snow showers late, low 28. Wednesday, breezy and cold morning flurries. Otherwise, clouds and sunshine, high 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. You drink milk? For years, I mean for decades, I had cereal in the morning and always a glass of milk at night at dinner time. That was just what it was. But uh, I saw this today that uh, Borden Dairy Company has filed for bankruptcy. Borden is the second major U.S. milk seller to do so in the past two months. Uh, apparently as competitive pressures, declining consumption, and falling profits make its debt load unsustainable. Uh I don't know. I don't drink milk like I used to. My wife never drinks milk now. She's drinking that, uh, you know, this is the, the slippery slope, the almond milk, which, of course, the milk people, the real cow milk people say, you, you shouldn't call it milk. Soy milk, almond milk, whatever. I mean, there's all kind of different milks out there, and they're all in a dairy case. But apparently people are drinking a heck of a lot milk, you know, less than uh, we did growing up. So Borden, but it's hard to believe that. Borden is in bankruptcy. Borden reported a net loss of $42 million last year. Uh, they lost $14 million in 2018. Net sales of about $1.8 billion. People, uh, $1.8 billion. Uh, Borden has 3,200 employees across the country, 22% who are unionized, but that is not the, the point of the problem, apparently, what's Borden saying. It's just mostly it's harder to keep the cost down and less people are drinking milk. So remember, you know, got milk. That was a big deal. Now people don't have milk. And so the big milk suppliers are going belly up. How about here locally? Turner. That's my choice. I'm going to try to, if I find Turner in the in the dairy case, that's where I'm going to go. So drink your milk and support the local uh, dairy farmers. We'll take a break. In a few minutes, we're going to talk about anti-Semitism, the rise of that, the hatred of Jews worldwide. Stick around for that. It's the ride home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. 101.5 Word FM. Next time on Orchard Hill Today. When we're united, when we're together, when we don't have walls between us, that's a good experience. And the more that we have of that as a society, the better off we're going to be. This week, Joel Haldeman, campus pastor of Orchard Hill Church in the Strip District, continues our series, Life Hacks, looking at what kind of experiences and emotions going through trials can create in our lives. Be sure to join us weekday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Orchard Hill Today on 101.5 Word FM. Get ready for the all-new Winter Jam Tour 2020. Bigger than ever. 
No tickets required, only $15 at the door. Featuring... What's up, it's Crowder, and we're coming your way. The Passion. Building 429. And I will no more. Austin French. This is my freedom here. My freedom here. Plus And more. Winter Jam Tour 2020 at PPG Paints Arena, January 17th. And here's the deal. You don't need any tickets. You just show up at the door. $15. For all the details, including Jam Nation VIP memberships, go to jamtour.com. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Does your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy? Come to Dynavite for help. Order a 90-day supply of Dynavite. Pick up two bottles of liquor chops. Get the third bottle free. New improved Licko Chops with omega-6, omega-3, vitamin E, and now six extra direct-fed microbials. Even better for the digestive tract and immune system. And dogs love it. Try Licko Chops. Buy two, get one free. This is Henry Lukasiewicz for Dynavite. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. For nearly 40 years, Central Christian Academy in Houston is where pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to become top of the class. Learn more at ccaschool.com. I remember it like it was yesterday. My kids and I were having a sandwich in Squirrel Hill when all of a sudden there was an eruption of sirens. Sirens everywhere. October 27th, 2018. It was the Tree of Life Massacre. And I, my guess is if you were anywhere near Squirrel Hill in that day, and of course as a Pittsburgher in western Pennsylvania, that day is indelibly marked upon your consciousness as well as it should be. And so it's finally been noticed that the mainstream media that anti-Semitism is on the rise in America. And I can't say it started here in Pittsburgh. There's no doubt that it did not start here in Pittsburgh, but it was certainly an exclamation point on uh, anti-Semitism, at least here in Western Pennsylvania. And as we've seen in the past months across New York City and in New Jersey, more and more of anti-Semitism has taken place. We're happy right now to talk with uh, Eli Steinberg. Eli lives in New Jersey with his wife and five kids, and he writes often about anti-Semitism. Eli, welcome to the show. How are you today, sir? Hi, how are you? Real good, thanks. Uh, Eli, uh, we know it firsthand here in the city of Pittsburgh, and, and walking around Squirrel Hill for decades, I've seen it from time to time. Young, you know, angry kids yelling at Jews, running down the street, um, this is something that's common, but it is surprising that it's happened with increasing frequency. 
Talk to us about uh, your life and your experience with it. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a problem that's been around for as long as anyone can remember. Right? So anti-Semitism isn't something that just began yesterday. Sure. But what we've seen in recent years has been a marked uptick in um, the the um, sort of more violent um, crimes, and uh, we've seen people just generally behave um, towards towards Jews, and especially visibly identifiable Jews, meaning um, Orthodox Jews, um, more more religiously practicing Jews, in ways that they hadn't before. And it seems almost as if there's, in some circles, sort of social permissiveness towards, towards this kind of behavior. Right. I would say almost a sport in some way. Yes. Uh, in, 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 in New York, from the like, surveillance videos that um, they're, they're, they're out there, if anybody wants to go take a look, you can, you can find people have compiled scores of surveillance video of, of people getting attacked on the street kids getting attacked and it's often a group of um, a group of people who approach somebody and just you know clock them in the head and run off and you can almost hear you know them laughing giddily right okay I, so, Eli sorry so you yourself uh, you're an Orthodox Jew that's fair to say yes 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 I am and so you look like a Jew. I mean, you're wearing a large black hat. You're dressed in black. Uh, droidals, is that that's that's the correct word? The what? I'm sorry? Um, your hair. Um, uh, you have um, sort of curls on your hair. That's co- that's correct? So, so that depends really on, on the more it's different sects of, of Orthodox Judaism. So the more Hasidic they're called, we'll yes. have those, those curls. I have um, locks on the side of my head, but I keep them tucked behind my ears. I, but I have a beard. Um, I wear generally, uh, you know, a dark suit. Um, I wear, you know, as you mentioned, the black hat when I walk in the street, when I pray. Um, and uh, if I'm not wearing my my black hat, I'm always going to have the um, the keeper on my head. So. There's really no mistaking me for anything else <laughs> except for religious Jew. That's right. I mean, and it's it's something we we do, and we're you know it's it's part of our our belief our belief system, and yes. we're very proud to do it. It just it what ends up now is is it sort of marks us for people who who you know bear us ill will and and want to attack us. Right. So you proclaim your faith proudly by dressing in a particular way. Uh, you stand out in a crowd. I mean, certainly uh, within your neighborhood, there are many people who are just like you. But as you walk out of that comfort zone out of your neighborhood, there you are. So, so Eli, t- talk to us about – so I, I – brought you on here and we you know just briefly i mentioned the tree of life and how shocking that was here in the city of pittsburgh but then not that long ago a month or so ago there was this heinous attack at a grocery store in in new york city and then shortly after that uh someone came into a, a rabbi's house with a knife these are two deeply violent attacks just people minding their own business and and, and that's really 
how these you know typically happen, and that's that's the common thread that runs through all these anti-Semitic attacks is that the people who are getting attacked are you know Jewish people, and they're getting attacked for no other reason than for being Jews. Now there's um, there's certainly different um, threads that run through the different sorts of attackers who and the people who perpetrate the different sorts of of awful behavior that we've been seeing. But the one common thread is is these are people who are just coming after Jews just because they're Jews and for for no other reason. So in the attack here in the city of Pittsburgh and uh you know, every time you know, this this comes up in the local news, they'll 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 paint this or they'll they'll f- f- this, this man's photograph will appear in the local paper and they'll say him by name. And I, I refuse to do either of those things. But a- as this sick individual went into the synagogue at Tree of Life, apparently, you know, he had posted online, "I'm going in," and something about Jews. So I would have to imagine, and of course, this rise, it has to be, I'm point, pointing the finger at social media, that there are people who are like-minded, who are gathering in rooms, and they're trading their hatred back and forth with each other until someone becomes so disturbed, so mentally ill, that they go out and do something like this. So now it's, it's, it's actually interesting that you mentioned that now, because where I live in New Jersey, um, one of the problems now, we've, thank God, We've been, for the most part, spared of from the the more violent attack that's been going on in New York, where you know I have plenty of family, but where I live, you know, it's it, it hasn't been happening that way. But we've been we've been sort of struggling with um, this online hate, where there are um, in in our case, they say, and I, I won't mention the name of the of the page, but there's a, a Facebook page with thousands and thousands of followers who just dedicated to talking about the Jews in, 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 in my town and in my area. And with all sorts of despicable um, tropes being peddled uh, to the point where the governor of New Jersey, Phil Murphy, and the attorney general, uh, Gerber Graywall, reached out to Facebook highlighting some some of the, the comments that are on the page, which are like overt calls to violence, um, you know, really, really disturbing stuff, like like talking about mowing down the Jews and, and stuff like that. And they reached out to, to Facebook to do something about the page. Now, this Friday, this past Friday, for the for the first time that that, that I've known, um, Facebook, from what I understand told this page that they have to, you know, scrub the page if they want to be able to, to stay up. So they did some sort of, you know, cleaning cleaning up of their act, but it's still, there. you know, there. And um, when they let them reinstate the page, the governor and the attorney general still, you know, spoke out about this this page. But absolutely, this, this is a big um, sort of challenge that we have, is how do we how do we balance um, the the need to protect free speech, which is the most important, um, you know, the most important value that we have for a functioning society with knowing that there are people who are going online and peddling misinformation and hate trying to 
start, you know, some sort of violent, trying to trying to incite violent behavior. Right. And how do we balance that? And that's a it's a question I don't have the answer for, it, but it's a question that we we need to figure out. What are we going to do to be able to preserve that freedom? I mean, it's it's an stay safe. It's an ancient question, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, you go back thousands of years. And, of course, Christians have been complicit in this as well, you know, where Jews, uh, you know, killed Jesus. uh, You know, and from that, it has sprung forth for thousands of years. So how do you in some way find safety? And I'm sure as a father, to think, you know, your kid's walking down the street, and there they are as young Jewish children, they themselves could be harmed. And absolutely, and I'll... I'll you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I the morning, I, I remember what it was the morning after the the attack that you know happened most recently in Muncie, the the stabbing attack where uh, this individual walked in with uh, basically a machete and um, started stabbing people. Yeah. One one the the one victim of there the 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 blade they said went went into the fellow's brain. Um, but the next morning. You know, my children. I wasn't. I wasn't comfortable letting my children walk to the synagogue in the morning because, you know, it, it just highlights the realities of the world that there are there are always going to be people out there who want to do people like me harm, and we just have to live in this world and figure out how to cope. Well, it's a hard question. How do you live in this world and cope and be a person of peace to live in your neighborhood, to be a person of faith, to rely on God's providence and strength and his grace and his wisdom, at the same time know that there are people who hate you just because of who you are? It's just, uh, it's unfathomable. And uh, to think here it is again in the 21st century, and it it feels like it's getting bigger and bigger and happens more and more. Uh, God help us all, Eli. Absolutely. Eli, thanks for being with us. I really appreciate uh, your time here today to to raise awareness uh, to this in our community, certainly, uh, and I say this without reservation. Uh, Our prayers, my prayers, are with you, your family, the community, for Jews worldwide, that we live in peace. We'll take a break and be back in just a few minutes. This is The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Stick around. Following statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Amber in trials tested mild to moderate symptoms. Testimonials based on 90 days of use. Results may vary. IRI US and of 52 weeks, 71419 by UPC. Hi, I'm Mary Lou Retton. All my life, I've had energy. Energy to win gold and raise my daughters. But when menopause hit me with the hot flashes and night sweats, I began to feel sluggish every day. Then I discovered Amberin. Amberin is clinically shown to relieve 12 menopause symptoms. In fact, in a clinical trial, after 90 days of using Amberin, 91% of women had reduced hot flashes, 87% had better sleep, 77% had more energy. Amberin is estrogen-free. I like the fact that Amberin is not a drug and that it's clinically tested, safe, and effective. Now, thanks to Amberin, my fear of hot flashes is gone. My night sweats are less and my energy's back. Amberin works. Give Amberin a try and see what it can do for you. Hurry to your Walmart, Walgreens, Target, and other fine stores and see why Amberin is America's number one menopause relief supplement. Get ready for the all-new Winter Jam Tour 2020. Bigger than ever. 
No tickets required, only $15 at the door. Featuring... What's up, it's Crowder, and we're coming your way. The Passion. Building 429. And I will no more. Austin French. This is my freedom here. My freedom here. Plus, Andy Mineo. Red and New Song. Plus, get there early for the Winter Jam Tour 2020 at PPG Paints Arena, January 17th. And here's the deal. You don't need any tickets. You just show up at the door. $15. For all the details, including Jam Nation VIP memberships, go to jamtour.com. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house Tuesday, January 21st at 6.30 p.m. I'm Principal April Iceman. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and Spanish. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At jubileecs.org. You are a As part of the 2020 Week of Prayer for Christian Unity, St. Vincent College will host a performance by award-winning contemporary Christian artist Mark Schultz. Can you Mark Schultz, 7.30 p.m., Tuesday, January 21st, in the St. Vincent Arch Abbey Basilica. Tickets are on sale now for this night of meaningful music moments and stories. Purchase your tickets now at stvincentarts.org or by calling 724-805-2177. You ask the average person, is the world getting better or is it worse? Well, I think that's a lot of reason for optimism. There really is. Um, I follow this site called Human Progress, and uh, they're just in the business of providing good news of where we are in this world because it's easy to sort of go, oh, my gosh, uh, this happened, this happened. Um, how about this? In just over a decade, it's become substantially easier to start a business. There's no doubt about that. Uh, credits uh, available to a lot more people. Uh, startups are available. So that's really good news. If you've got a good idea, it is easier to start a business. For children age seven and under, the expected average years of schooling has never been higher worldwide. That is excellent news. Wheat yields for U.S. agriculture never been higher. On average, now this is dicey, on average, freedom of the press never been higher. However, at least here in the West, the press has shrunk substantially. Look at the state of the newspapers in this world, okay? Um, Sales revenues continue to grow. So people are buying more things, which creates more jobs, more opportunities. Uh, This is a good news, bad news thing. More cellular subscriptions than ever. There's no doubt about that, right? People, youth literacy rates have reached an all-time high. So that's good. About uh, the price of common food items has declined. U.S. energy consumption has decreased. U.S. families are adopting new technologies at a quicker pace than before. Cancer rates are declining. The number of people who smoke on a daily basis has never been lower. More children than ever are being vaccinated for polio. In the developing world, shares of people living in slums is decreasing. Tourism is increasing. Travel becomes easier. 
car ownership has reached an all-time high. So there is reason, despite you know the regular drumbeat of negativity that we're surrounded by, the world is better. People are better. Sustainability, stronger. Life is better. God is in control. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart, TuneIn and at Radio.com With SRN News, I'm Greg Clugston in Washington. The United States military says it plans to reposition troops inside Iraq. News of the possible movement came in a letter from a U.S. Army general. However, at the Pentagon today, Defense Secretary Mark Esper said there's been no decision whatsoever to leave Iraq. Over the weekend, Iraqi lawmakers passed a resolution calling for all foreign troops to leave the country. In Iran, mourners gathered for a funeral procession for the Iranian General Soleimani, who was killed last week in a U.S. airstrike that was ordered by President Trump. One of President Trump's former top aides says he's ready to appear at the Senate impeachment trial if summoned. Former National Security Advisor John Bolton says that he would comply with a Senate subpoena. Wall Street stocks pushed modestly higher. The Dow gained 69 points. This is SRN News. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Quicken Loans is celebrating our best quarter ever. And now we're celebrating some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates are historically low. You may be able to reduce your rate and save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. This is your chance. Pay off some credit card debt or put some money towards that new bathroom or kitchen you've always wanted. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%. APR, 4.23%. That's right, 3.99%. APR, 4.23%. While we can't predict what will happen in the future, we do know that rates have dropped, and now is the time to save money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn how refinancing now may be the right mortgage solution for you. That's 800-QUICKEN. Or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLS number 3030. Get away without going far. Lose yourself without being lost. At Antiochian Village near historic Ligonier, 300 acres of pristine woodlands await to refresh and inspire you. With 100 hotel-style lodging rooms, 20 meeting rooms, amazing food, and award-winning desserts. It's 360 degrees of mountain views bathed in the warmth of Christian hospitality. Book your next church or youth retreat now at antiochianvillage.org. 
I love being able to offer my clients such a great avenue for them to expand and grow their businesses. As a digital marketing strategist with Salem Surround, you'll have the tools to provide media solutions that surround your client's target audience. We have a great team. If you always feel like you have somebody to call and talk to, to know which digital tactics are the best to grow their business. Salem Surround, a division of Salem Media Group, an equal opportunity employer. Join the Pittsburgh team at SalemSurround.com slash careers. It's awesome. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Increasing clouds tonight, low 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a bit of snow into the early afternoon with little or no accumulation. Clouds breaking at times late, high 40. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a couple of snow showers late, low 28. Wednesday, breezy and cold morning flurries. Otherwise, clouds and sunshine, high 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today, a little after 5 o'clock. The sunset? I can't see. Uh, I think it has. Hold on. Oh, no, it's still nice out there. We got this, uh, the studio's undergoing this uh, sort of radical change. We're, we're going to go, we're going to become... On the tube, so to speak. We're going to be on YouTube. So now the studio is draped in these black curtains, and there's one, two, three, four. There's four of these gigantic sort of filtered lights that are hanging down low to provide an even sort of cover for when we eventually go online. I think it's going to happen probably by the end of the month or so. So... So this is the trend. I think this is what's happened for people. You know, um, that radio is no longer radio. Radio has become a platform for X. So now we're going to be, if you want to see us, we'll be on, we've got our own channel. Uh, what, what's the channel, Mike? Yeah, we'll be on uh, the Word FM Facebook page. Uh, we'll be live streaming through there. Okay. Yeah. And we'll, be, we'll, we'll, we'll find our way to YouTube. Is that, yeah, is that the deal? Yeah, Word FM TV. Okay, Word FM TV. On YouTube. Okay. That's can't miss TV. So yeah, so I'm sitting in the studio now, and where we're used to, um, we have you know we're up on the sixth floor, and it's nice and beautiful. I mean, you can look out over a green tree, you know, picturesque green tree. There's the uh, the ball fields out here, and the green tree water tower, and you know during the day you'd see the school kids run out in the playground, and people walking and playing ball, and Point Park would play in the the field across the way, some baseball there. But now we're, we're sort of encased in this black shroud of a re- recording studio, so I, I sort of miss miss seeing things. Anyway, it's towards the end of the month if you're so inclined, and and, and for me it's, it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, I'm just going to show up and sit down. And uh, but poor Kath, Kath, 
she, she's, you know, she's anxious because all of a sudden, you know, she's going to wear makeup and she's got earrings and, and new outfits and stuff like that. I could care less. I'm just going to sit down and, you know, just do the thing and uh, and talk to you and uh, just be seen. And uh, and Mike's in there now. All of a sudden, Mike's going to be like, you know, Martin Scorsese. He's got cameras and angles and all sorts of different things. You got. <laughs> Holy heck, Mike, you didn't sign up for this either, did no, you? No, no. <laughs> so here we are. It's just the way the world is right now. That's the way all. it's evolving. Yeah, everyone. So, you know, uh, you're going to worry about. I have to shave now. You have to shave as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm just going to show up. This is what it is. Well, you look good with a beard. I'm I, fine. Unfortunately, I don't. No, you're fine. I can't grow one anyway. Can I, I see you? It's too patchy. Well, yeah, there is that. You just it'll kind of grow. Yeah. No, so I'm looking at myself on camera right now. Yeah. Is there a camera for you? Yeah, Let right me see there. You. Barely. See. Oh, I see. Yeah, there you go. You're waving. Okay, yeah. so we can just see, uh, you talk see the about top closed of my circuit. Head. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> All right, so that's what's coming. Anyway, I just had to laugh about that because I tried to look out the window and I can't see whether it's day later. But the good news is, how about this? So the days are are getting longer. That's fabulous. Here in the the bleak midwinter of it all, this has been a fabulous day. And uh, I hope that wherever you were today that you got yourself a nice dose of vitamin C and the sun shone down on your pate and all is well. Yeah. How about last night? Did you watch? Did you watch TV last night? Did you see anything worthwhile? Because I, I talked about this during the top of the uh, the four o'clock hour. I was reading the newspaper uh, early yesterday afternoon. We came home from church and uh, we're going to sit down to some breakfast. And uh, I read, "Hey, it's the Golden Globes." Now, I, I know this that there's often a lot of backlash, and and, and rightfully so, as well, because the award season are patently ridiculous. I mean, who the heck, as an adult? I mean, people make a big deal about uh, awards, right? Everyone gets a little, well, if, you know, if, you, if you're that special person, you get an award. I mean, that's good. It's nice to be singled out for whatever it is you're doing, whether you're, you know, you're working for a broadcaster, whether you're working for a, a trucking company or you know, whatever it is you do. It's nice to be recognized for whatever your contribution is. But only in Hollywood do they make this, like, this gigantic deal every year, which are the Oscars. Now, if you like movies, and if you listen to me long enough, you know I absolutely love movies. It's one of my happiest things in the whole wide world to go to the theater and sit down and watch a movie. Now, like all things, because of the Internet, everything has changed with the movies. Now, and especially with Netflix, instead of going to the movies, most people are staying at home and they're watching films, brand new movies, in the comfort of their own living room which I love as well. I'm happy to do that. But for the real experience, I want to sit in a darkened theater and hopefully there is a well-behaved group of people like myself, you know, who who watch. Of course, there's nothing worse than going to see a movie with people who are ill-mannered and they're talking or on their phones or whatnot and yada, yada. We've all, all of us, unfortunately, have experienced that. But you know the true experience of sitting and especially when you're watching like a comedy you know how it is and if you go to live theater it's a group experience where everybody is on that same boat together and you're all sharing this communal experience of emotion and story it's it's fabulous i mean it goes back to ancient greece right where people got together and performed and the greek chorus involved everyone and it was this big wonderful thing well, now, like all things, we become small, tiny. We're all sitting in our living room, and we lose that. We lose the uh, that communal experience. We're the we're the worst for that. So, 
Anyway, long story. Yesterday was the Golden Globes. And as often, those Hollywood elites, those people who have that certain gift, because filmmaking certainly is a wonderful gift, that gift of creating movies that we love, that I love, and I hope you love as well. So at, at this Oscar season, there's all these wonderful movies that are out right now, all these wonderful films. Please, if, if you like movies, uh, this is my recommendation for the day, and we talked about this on Friday's show. Go see a movie called A Hidden Life. It's only playing at one theater right now. It's uh, at the uh, Galleria, and I don't live anywhere near uh, to the Galleria. It's in the South Hills. But um, I made a point of going out there. My wife and I drove out there with my, with my son, and we sat down. I love this movie so much, uh, Hidden Life. It is not an, you know, an easily accessible film, but it is, in every sense of the word, a very strong, a very beautiful Christian movie, Christian film. Really, it is. Uh, Terrence Malick, the filmmaker, and tells the story of a man who was not looking for fame or attention, but he just could not... He could not bow to the German war machine. He would not. And because of that, he lost his life. He lost his wife. He lost his children. He died at the hands of the German war machine. So it's just a beautiful film. Anyway, I'm I'm off point again. Uh, The Golden Globes last night. Holy smokes. (laughs) (laughs) Holy smokes. Uh, If I say uh, the name uh, Ricky Gervais... Do you know this name? Do you know this man, Ricky Gervais? By most accounts, Ricky Gervais is just profane. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He is profane. He has made a career. When you, um, you know the TV show The Office, um, Michael Scott, he was, he was, Ricky Gervais, the original creator of The Office, which came from Great Britain. And then, of course, like all things, uh, most things find their way uh, to the United States, and it's remade for an American audience. But Ricky Gervais was Michael Scott. And, of course, he's had a a large career after that, uh, after The Office. He is... He's one of these people who I believe is a truth teller, and I I love him. I think he's a really interesting guy. Uh, He comes with a lot of baggage. He's not for the faint of heart, certainly not for children. And this is not something I'm recommending, you know, you go out and, you know, you know, but if you're so inclined and um, you have access to YouTube, do yourself a favor and watch Ricky Gervais last night at the, um, the Golden Globes, man. This uh, woke culture that we live in right now, and you know, there's there's a lot to be said that's positive about the woke culture. I, I, I say that with some trepidation because a lot of it, a lot of it is just ridiculous, ridiculous. That you know, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. But last night at the Golden Globes, Ricky Gervais was the, he was the, uh, the host, and. Uh, it's hard to get a host now to, to you know, do something like whether it's the People's Choice Awards or the Oscars or the Golden Globes or you know, the Grammys because it comes with all this baggage. I mean, uh, who was it? Uh, Kevin Hart. Is that his name? Uh, yeah. Kevin Hart. Uh, last year he signed up to be the host of the Oscars. And then, of course, they went back. Uh, those woke people went back through his tweets from a decade or whatever, how long ago. And he was found inappropriate. Kevin Hart. And he's a comedian and someone who appears in the movies. So anyone who steps forward now is under this deep and long litmus test. Well, Ricky Gervais would have none of it. And last night at the Golden Globes, he brought it. Boy, did he bring it. 
And he told those Hollywood elites, and you know who they are, right? It's the, the Brad Pitts and the Gwen, Gwyneth Paltrow's and all the people who make their very handsome livings doing a wonderful craft of telling incredible stories. He, he told them who they were, and they were mostly unhappy, very unhappy. <laughs> At the very end of the event of his seven-minute monologue, he called out uh, Tim Cook, who is the uh, CEO of Apple. And, and he was just one of the, the targets, Ricky Gervais's targets. But man, oh man, um, if you're on social media, if you're looking at the paper, I'm sure it's covered in the local Post-Gazette or certainly in the New York Times or whatever your source of information is. Do yourself a favor. But, Mike, uh, let's play a clip. This is a, towards the very, very end of seven-minute monologue where Ricky Gervais talks about Apple ever so quickly and then moves forward from there. Here it is. Apple roared into the, the TV game with a morning show. A superb drama, yeah. A superb drama about the importance of dignity and doing the right thing made by a company that runs sweatshops in China. So, well, you say you're woke, but the companies you work for, I mean, unbelievable. Apple, Amazon, Disney. If ISIS started a streaming service, you'd call your agent, wouldn't you? So, if you do win an award tonight, don't use it as a, a platform to make a political speech, right? You're in no position to lecture the public about anything. You know nothing about the real world. Most of you spent less time in school than Greta Thunberg. So, if you win, right... Come up, accept your little award, thank your agent and your God. And so, it's already three hours long. Right, let's do the first award. The first award. All right, so there it is. So, so as you might imagine, that little blank space there, there was a, a well-placed profanity there. But, you know, R- Ricky Gervais just told it like it was. Just do your job. Right. I mean, if you and I in our jobs, whatever it is that we're doing, that we always had to comment and lecture people. That, that's just well, wait, wait a second. Is that what I'm doing now? <laughs> Sorry. I don't mean to go off. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to lecture anybody. But I, <laughs> this just happens to be my job. But it, it is true. Sorry. <laughs> Here's the pot calling the kettle black. I guess. <laughs> My apologies. Anyway, all that to say, check out Ricky Gervais and uh, last night's Golden Globe. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back. Uh, We're going to talk about um, the practice of choosing or noticing a a word a week and what that does to us as we pay attention to what we say, the words that are around us. Hey, thanks for listening. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. Obamacare, Trump Care, ACA, COBRA, there are so many choices, but I'll bring one word to mind, expensive. There are lots of changes happening in healthcare today. Fortunately, I know someone that has been on the forefront of health insurance for years, Todd Marley at Marley Financial. Todd and his team of professionals are licensed with virtually every healthcare provider in the country. They help determine which plan is right for you and then expertly help you choose the best plan for your needs and do so prudently. Don't need maternity coverage? Call Marley Financial. Have pre-existing conditions? 
Call Marley Financial. Want just catastrophic or just accident? You know the answer. Because they know how to design the plans, most of their clients save 30 to 60%, which can add up to several thousand a year. Call Todd at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496 and on the web at MarleyFG.com. Todd Marley at Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 at MarleyFG.com. 101.5 WORD. Money can be a touchy subject, but it doesn't have to be. On the next Focus on the Family, Deborah Pagay empowers you to better understand your finances and make strong choices for the future. She'll encourage you to develop personal financial goals and eliminate debt. Next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Here is some great news. If you missed the deadline to sign up for health insurance or if you sign up for a plan that you're just not happy with, you still have a choice. It's called MediShare. It's the affordable alternative to health insurance. And it's worked beautifully for 25 years. They have more than 400,000 members now around the country. MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry. And over the years, members have shared over $3 billion of each other's medical bills. So they could help share your needs too. And best of all, you could save a lot of money with MediShare. The typical savings for a family is about 500 bucks a month. Your savings could be more or less, but think about what you could do with that extra money every month. You're not stuck with a high-cost health plan. You can join MediShare anytime, so call them today and check it out. Here's the number to find out more, and there's no pressure. They are super easy to talk to. Call 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE. 844-45-BIBLE. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Don't you love words? We've uh, we played a family game of Scrabble over the Christmas break. Uh, quite honestly, we don't do it enough. I love Scrabble. It's so... It's such a weird little twisty thing, and everyone gets together and tries to craft words, and it's competitive. It's just really cool. It just Words are just fascinating. Uh, Marilyn McIntyre is back with us. Marilyn's a regular guest on our show. She's a professor of uh, medical humanities at UC Berkeley, the author of books on language and faith, including Make a List, What's in a Phrase, Pausing Where Scripture Gives You Pause, and Caring for Words in a Culture of Lies. She's here today to talk to us about um, her, her book, Word by Word. Marilyn, welcome back to the show. Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you. Yeah, my pleasure. So, uh, Marilyn, Word by Word, uh, this is interesting because here we are at the start of a new year, and instead of you know doing sort of a, a New Year's resolution, you've done something with words where you take a word for a week and see what happens with that word. Describe this process. Yeah, this was a little practice I started a few years ago, out of which that book came. And it's just a practice of living with a particular word for a week and bringing it into prayer and noticing it in what I read and listening for it in conversations, and seeing what emerges from it. So, for instance, one of the chapters in the book 
is seven reflections. Each of these is seven reflections on a single word um, on accept. So I just took the term accept for a week. Hmm. And if I just sit with it, I think, what is it I need to accept in my life? What does it mean to accept someone with whom I really have an ongoing conflict or problem? What does acceptance mean if it's not the same as um, just giving them an excuse? But how do I I accept someone with whom I'm at odds? And so just where do I, and I would sometimes look it up in the concordance and see where it comes up in scripture or see it in a poem. And the longer you sit with the word, the more interesting questions come up around it. Oh, that's fabulous. It's a very invigorating practice. So then for seven days, you sit with that word. I mean, it's an intentional thing. Do you, you know, do you meditate with the word in the morning? Yeah, yeah. And I bring it into morning prayer. For instance, if the word is accept, help me to accept the day, the things I can't change, which of course take, comes right out of the famous serenity prayer. Um, but just bringing it into prayer, bringing it into meditation, um, thinking as the, as the week goes on about acceptance really kind of reframes whatever I encounter. Isn't that fascinating? What am I not accepting? What am I resisting? Are those legitimate resistances? So it's a real opportunity for self-reflection. Oh, I love this so much. Okay, so acceptance, you you work that. And so um, did you work this over a, a period of what? Was it months or a year? How did that work? Yeah. Well, I think the book has about 15 or 16 chapters of seven reflections on the same word. Um, but I, So I probably formally practiced it for about a year, and I still do it periodically, just or find myself hearing a word. You know, that happens to all of us. You yes. hear a word a few times and think, huh, I'm just noticing that's coming up. <laughs> so that might be something to listen for. But what I found out afterwards was that most of the words that I, that I chose or that I received, and I really felt like the words were sort of given to me along the way, but almost all of them were verbs which was interesting. It's not that they needed to be verbs, but I think verbs are really where we find the life in the language and how we process things. So some of the verbs were let go or wait or seek or, you know, there are lots of these in Scripture. But, of course, if they're too scriptural, then you attach them to verses that you know. So it's nice to find a word that doesn't have so much association that you can kind of surprise yourself into thinking new things. I see. So then, so whether they bought the book word by word or not, they just, if people listening right now said, oh, I'm going to try this myself, you know, in my own life. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be any, you know, thing formal. And so the word that people could choose may not have, is, is it better not to have a deeper emotional connection, right? You don't want like a trigger word or something like that. Right. Yeah. No, you don't want to pick a word like, you know, Republican, Democrat, conservative, liberal. Let's just leave those alone. <laughs> That'd be wrong. That'd just <laughs> drive like, yourself nuts. Right. But for instance, I might pick a word like lift. And then immediately what comes up to my, in, to my mind when I hear the word is the phrase, lift up your heart, hmm. which is part of our church service liturgy. So you notice your own associations, and all words carry this kind of... Um, field of association around them. 
so what do I bring to that word? How do I hear the word? In what context have I heard it? And so part of the practice of giving, I wrote a little piece each day about the word, and each day something new would come to me about it. So in a certain way, it helps you to release yourself from triggers. Oh, that's interesting. To hear the word in new ways. And so as you go about your day, that's really interesting because to hear the word that you focused on come out of someone else's mouth or over the radio or whatnot, it had to kind of like lift you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of lift. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, a word like release. Now, that's a little different from let go. But if I have the word in my mind and if I've brought it into the day and asked for God to open up, let that word be a door into new reflection or new ways of noticing people around me, then let's say the word is release. I might just be a little intentional about using it and noticing what it is I need to release myself from. And maybe I could just release that for the time being. And using it also, hearing myself say it, helps me to kind of come into a new relationship with all of the feelings and ideas that come up around the word. That's really beautiful. It's like dropping a pebble in a pool, you know, and it ripples outward into uh, areas of feeling and memory that you might not have anticipated. And when I hear you talk about this, in some ways it's a a gentle nudge of self-discovery. Yes, absolutely. I, I really feel that, for me at least, it's been a very powerful spiritual practice. And it changes my prayer. You know how you can fall into prayer groups and find yourself saying the same thing? And I think God's okay with that. But still, I think there are ways of enlivening our prayer lives by bringing new words into them. It's one reason to read the Psalms or Scripture or you know poetry that moves us into wider waters of spirituality than we tend to swim in. And this can too. That's really beautiful. Marilyn McIntyre is with us. Her book is Word by Word, and she's describing for us a spiritual practice of isolating one word a week and meditating on that word and seeing how that word moves through the life of those seven days. Marilyn, uh, this is in some ways connected, but I, 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 um, over Christmas, one of uh, the Christmas presents I gave my wife was, um, like a lot of families, we have all these videotapes from when our kids were little. And so um, yeah. I went out and had about uh, 20 of these uh, videotapes uh, put on um, DVDs. And, oh, um, what a lovely present. It was wonderful. And so we, we sat there. And, of course, now, now my kids, uh, I've got two boys, and one's 19 and one's 22. So, you know, we sat there over time, and, and we watched these videos. And this happened, I bet you this happened five or six times over the course of watching. We didn't watch all these videos, but we watched a little chunk of them. And as we're watching us from decades ago, my wife and I, <laughs> we're sitting on the couch, and we're, we're commenting. And as we're commenting, like my wife would say, you know, the kids are climbing up the steps or something. And she would say, be careful. She said it like in real time, just like the other day, be careful. (laughs) But then on the video, she would say the exact same phrase, be careful. And we we howled. This happened, I bet you, five or six times. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that means about the word or about our memory or about our care and love for those around us or about mm-hmm. being the same person that we were two decades ago as opposed to how we are now. It was just something about the words. And every time it happens, it just, you know, it was an involuntary thing. All of us would laugh hard at it. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. And what it reminds me of is a book by Richard Rodriguez, who grew up as a Mexican-American in California. And he wrote a book called Hunger of Memory, in which he talks about speaking Spanish at home and English at school. But he makes an interesting point in there that all of us move out of a particular language environment when we walk out the front door. Because every family, even if you're speaking the same language Mm. as the outside world, every family has a language culture. And we all know within the family certain kinds of trigger words or words that make us laugh just because we all have the same associations or words that carry tenderness and just the way somebody says, be careful. Mm. Um, So everybody can laugh, and it's a real bonding thing. Yeah. Really I feel as though the word is given such a high place in Scripture when John writes, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And that idea that all creation came about by God speaking a word, it really makes the gift of language seem mysterious and powerful and something not to be taken lightly. Well, that's wonderful. I have a friend... A friend of mine, he, um, he'll he go to the dictionary looking for a particular word. But then he also says, when I look at a particular word that I want in the dictionary, I'm also mindful to look at the word that's on top of the word I look for and the yeah. word that's on bottom of the word. Because there's in some ways, there's a thread between all those words. Right, right. And one word leads to another. Yeah. You know, the old practice of Lectio Divina, which the Benedictine order used, it practiced, and many Protestants and Catholics do now, is to read short passages of Scripture listening for the word or phrase that stands out for you, and then ask the Holy Spirit to just make that a doorway for reflection. So really, this practice I'm describing comes out of that tradition of Lectio Divina. Fabulous. It's a very subjective way of listening into Scripture to be spoken to. Marilyn McIntyre, her her work is called Word by Word, but she's also the author of many wonderful works that are both based around language, words, verbiage. Marilyn, if people want to find you on the web, uh, do you have a website? Yeah, it's I don't go there very often, but it's got all my books on it. It's it's just MarilynMcIntyre.com, dot com, and right. it's an MC MCE. Very nice. Well, Marilyn, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. A very thoughtful, very interesting conversations with you. Thank you. Marilyn McIntyre, as she said, you can find her on the web. McIntyre, M-C-E-N-T-Y-R-E. Word by word, when poets pray, what's in a phrase, make a list, pausing where scripture gives you pause. All by Marilyn McIntyre. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. 
Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Looking for a challenging, hands-on education taught from a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon at our K-6 grade open house Thursday, January 16th at 9.30 a.m. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and Spanish. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve. At jubileecs.org. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. The long hours of studying, the finals of the semester are all over. And like all campuses across America, Grove City is quiet for the Christmas break. I have to be honest that since my daughter's been home, after living through finals, she's been sleeping about 16 hours out of every day. (laughs) Say no more. Mine as well. But... Isn't it great to catch up and to hear about all that happened in this past semester and how vital, how engaged, how active Grove City has been, and I see the change in my son. And it's not just the academics. It's not just the classes, the five classes my daughter had, or the five really excellent professors she was able to interface with, but it's all the extra stuff. It's It's the Bible study. It's the small group thing. It's the athletic team, whatever it is that the kids, it just makes the whole experience richer, better. And it's the kind of thing that by the time vacation's over, my daughter's really looking forward to getting back to. Exactly. So as the students at Grove City College take a break, we're fortunate, so happy that as Christ is in the middle throughout all the academics, there's a time to break, a time to relax, and that's what's happening right now. If your child is interested in a quality education with Jesus in the middle, we suggest you look online, Grove City College at gcc.edu. Merry Christmas. Listen on your smart speaker, the Word FM app at wordfm.com, iHeart, TuneIn, and on radio.com, in the car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Increasing clouds tonight, low 25. Tomorrow, cloudy with a bit of snow into the early afternoon with little or no accumulation. Clouds breaking at times late, high 40. Rather cloudy tomorrow night with a couple of snow showers late, low 28. Wednesday, breezy and cold morning flurries. Otherwise, clouds and sunshine, high 30. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. How about the uh, horrible accident on the turnpike yesterday? Oh, my gosh. If you travel the turnpike, you you know that particular area there, you know, those big sweeping bends. I always think about that, how dangerous it is. I mean, because traffic's flying really fast and boom. So God bless those people. I mean, five people were were killed and how many other people in the 50s, they said, were injured. The carnage. It's so scary, isn't it? So God bless all those people and those families and the the truck drivers and the bus drivers and 
oh my goodness gracious, just uh, prayers for all that carnage and uh, that there is healing in people's lives. And and, uh, I don't know. It's speed, isn't it? Oftentimes it is speed. And I think some of it yesterday was part of the ice and maybe fog up in the mountains. Just a very, very uh, dangerous area. So prayers for all those people, the bus driver and uh, all the other people who were uh, killed and injured and all those families. Prayers for them as they move forward to try to find some healing. We'll take just another quick break. We're going to talk about how to mind your own business when everybody is sharing theirs. You go through that? I mean, I go through periods where I go, that's enough. Gee, I'm tired of that. So anyway, we're going to talk about just mind your own business, please. Stick around for that. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy. That's next here. The Old Testament patriarch Abraham and his wife Sarah lived a very comfortable life. So when they packed up their family and left their home for a long journey without a known destination, some people might have called them crazy. So why did they do it? Well, we'll find out as we study what some call the heroes of our faith in the New Testament book of Hebrews this week on Through the Bible. This evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kanodik and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Washington County parents, you have a choice in your child's education. So why not consider a private Christian school that's been serving the community for nearly 40 years? At Central Christian Academy in Houston, pre-K through 8th grade students receive the comprehensive education they need to propel them to the top of the class in high school and beyond. Central Christian Academy creates model student leaders other kids look up to. Students prepared for a world that needs Jesus. Schedule a private tour and learn more at ccaschool.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. Wendy's has been showing everyone how to do fast food right for 50 years. And now they're showing them how two for fives are done with Wendy's two for five. It's the only one where you can get Wendy's fresh, never frozen beef and that Wendy's spicy chicken you crave. Pick two for five bucks. Choose between the Juicy Dave Single, the Tasty Spicy Chicken Sandwich, 10-Piece Crispy, or Spicy Nuggets. Come in today and taste how a real two-for-five is done. Only at Wendy's. 
Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Price and participation may vary for a limited time only. Just mind your own business. Mind your own business. Well, if you mind your business, you'll be busy all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mind your own business. Remember when you were a kid, or I mean like junior high or high school, and you know somebody in your group, in your circle, would say something, you'd go, and everybody go, TMI, TMI, and then you know, stick your fingers in your ears, I don't need to hear that. I mean, that's where we are right now with social media, isn't it? I mean, it's TMI 24-7, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or Reddit or whatnot. I mean, everybody is ex- just talking, 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 and things that you know you don't need or want to hear. But uh, we become obsessed by it, uh, addicted to it. And I, I got to be honest, I feel bad. I mean, I look at my kids. I got an 18-year-old and a 22-year-old, and they're always talking to my stuff. And I think, this is the world we live in right now. Mark Ward is with us. Uh, Mark Ward is a, an academic editor at Lexham Press. He writes frequently on Bible study for Faith Life blog, uh, Faith Life, and he blogs uh, at uh, Faith We Understand. He is the author of a new book called Authorized, the use and misuse of the King James Bible. But he wrote a piece that uh, appeared on the Gospel Coalition website, caught my attention, how to mind your own business when everybody's sharing theirs. Hey, Mark, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Just got back from a massive family odyssey across the country for Christmas and New Year's. I'll be back. Excellent. Fabulous. Okay. So um, the, the idea of minding your own business, as you're traveling on this massive family odyssey, People were sharing, right? They, they were talking to you about what was good, what was bad, what was going on in their life. And that's how it used to be that information was shared. Yeah, sure. Um, there are, uh, you know, the way it used to be, you couldn't share all your information to everybody in the world with a click, and now you can. And that sort of raises the stakes of the, uh, of the possibility of sin, honestly, and is why I wanted to write an article about it for the Gospel Coalition. Very nice. Okay, so... So we live in the age now where everybody, everybody is always sharing 24-7. And quite honestly, um, I wish it wasn't that way. Uh, there was a time whenever there was something about um, modesty or uh, something that was reserved or people just held things back. And, you know, um, if you're a certain age, right, th- that's what it was. But now I feel bad for kids, like I said, who are 10 through whatever, 35, who feel the need, the sort of, um, what, the, uh, the the contest to share nonstop. We do ourselves a great disservice, don't we? I think so. I, I'm just going to be honest here and uh, put my neck out there. When I wrote this article, after it was posted on the Gospel Coalition, I sensed in my own heart a desire to know how many likes am I getting. <laughs> I was just shaking my head, uh, laughing at myself, and a little embarrassed, and now I'm telling your radio audience. Yes. Um, that's reality, I think, that uh, as I've tried to understand my culture and our inclination to tell everybody what's going on at all times, that is one of the major things I think is going on. People want praise and affirmation. The old King James that I've written a book about describes it as, I service as men-pleasers. But I also felt that, I I definitely feel, and always have felt, um, John Piper influenced me here, that there are good ways to speak on social media. I don't want to tell everybody to stop. So my article also tried to talk about the virtue that we can cultivate of minding our own affairs, posting about things where we can actually 
show grace to our hearers and uh, contribute something to the, any discussions out there. Oh, good. So then let's lean towards the positive then, okay? So someone posts something about what, whatever, you, you know, their favorite sports team or some sort of gender issue or whatnot, and people feel the need, whether they know anything about it or not, to comment. To me, that's a negative. For you, that's a negative as well, Yeah. Yeah, I was editing a commentary on First and Second Thessalonians for Lexham Press, where I work, and I just happened to run across these two verses in First Thessalonians four eleven and Second Thessalonians three eleven, and I'll just read them to you. And they really struck me as applying to social media. Good. Paul says in Thessalonians, "Aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs, and to work with your own hands, as we instructed you." Then he says in the second epistle, "We hear that some among you walk in idleness." not busy at work, but busy buddies. And I saw in those two verses uh, a vice to avoid, that is being a busybody, meddling in affairs that really don't concern you or that you really can't contribute to. Even if it's okay for you to have an opinion, you don't really need to have a public opinion. And then a virtue to cultivate, that would be minding your own affairs. And that doesn't just mean go mind your own business. I think it actually means actively go look at the things that you can contribute to. So I have friends and family who have needs, and they have prayer needs, and they post them on Facebook. And I'm able to make a little comment saying, I'm praying for you. That's minding my own affairs. Those people are my affairs. But when Kanye West makes a profession of faith, and everybody's going online mostly to say, don't say that his profession was false, and I kept looking for the people who were actually saying that, and they weren't saying it. But I'm thinking, why does everybody need to post this? Who can possibly know what his true spiritual state is except for the people that are close to him? And yes. nobody on my Facebook feed is close to him. That's not minding your own affairs. That's being a busybody. Well, that's good. So then, then I guess it begs the question, how do you live quietly and mind your own affairs? Because I guess in some ways it's true. It is a spiritual discipline, isn't it? Sure. And it has to be okay for some people to conclude because of this spiritual discipline, it's just not healthy or safe for them to be on social media. But I do think that if you can cultivate the discipline of um, always speaking with grace, the Bible says seasoned with salt, that's the way your words ought to be, ministering grace to hearers, edifying them, as First Corinthians 14 talks about, then there are things you can say in social media. And, and I, I look to some Christian leaders and some Christian friends who post edifying, careful stuff on Facebook that actually benefits me. Um, I admire them for their spiritual discipline, and I want, like them, to follow Scripture um, and its guidance about my speech online. Yeah. Okay, so that's good. That's really good. So it is a discipline that there is a gate that we possess within us that we can choose to engage in a constructive dialogue, something that's positive, that's uplifting, something that it's engaging, that you're trying to be helpful to another person, as opposed to just talking for the sake of talking or tearing down because I'm going to pile on like the rest of the crowd, and, and it's easy to do so. Kanye West is a great example. Yeah, no, I would never say that you can't involve yourself in controversy or that you can never post on a controversial topic. I think Jesus, in his words to, to the Pharisees in Matthew 23, he was blistering. So in Elijah, Mount Carmel, he mocks the priests of Baal. I think it is possible to to use language that is very strong, even on social media. I would say that's a, that's a rarity in Scripture. Uh, and there are certain people who think they're gifted at using that kind of language, and they aren't. 
Um, but even when there's a controversy going on, um, if I think I have something to contribute, even if I have to critique someone else's words, I am praying all the while that I would be motivated by love. I want to, if I'm going to tear anything down, it's because I want good things to be built up in their place. Whereas it does seem to me that a lot of people on social media, it's kind of become proverbial. They just want to spout off. They just want to unfortunately demonstrate the truth of what James chapter 3 says, that the tongue is set on fire by hell, that no person can tame it. Hmm. So that's really good. That's a, a really excellent perspective, because the, the fact of the matter is, wh- wh- in the rare times that I do comment, and especially when I comment negatively, I don't feel good about myself. It's not as though I go, hey, good job, John, you corrected that person, and you know now their world is right because you just chimed in with some foolishness. Yeah, the book that you mentioned in my bio, you know, I, uh, you're just reading uh, the bio that's on my TGC post, which is perfectly fine. It happens to mention a project that's near and dear to my heart. That is the book, Authorized the Use and Misuse of the King James Bible. And I grew up in King James-only circles, and as I left them in my teenagerhood, um, I didn't leave bitterly. Um, I left smoothly. I'm still a conservative Christian. I believe the Bible. But when the years came, years passed, and it came time for me to address them, it was actually really easy to address them in love because I actually do love them. And when I bring up controversial issues, I think they're able to sense that. And I've gotten many very kind notes from people, I mean many, where they are thanking me for not going off on them. I had a pastor, a King James-only pastor, far away, send me 50 bucks in Amazon cash because he just appreciated, even though I disagreed, that I treated him with grace. I'd like to think that's possible for others. I know it is. I've seen people do it. I'd like to see more of that on social media. I'm into that. So I've got to be honest, uh, Paul uh, saying busybodies, um, I, I'm sure I've read that verse I don't know how many times, but by you know reading your article, to hear Paul say busybodies, that really struck me. I mean, I loved it so much that that word has been with us all this time. Yeah, it, you know, that this is why we read the Bible every year, that, you know, evangelicalism sort of treats Bible reading as a sacrament almost, something you've got to do to get grace, and I totally believe that. One of the reasons you read over and over again is that, you know, I've read this passage, you know, so many times, never applied it to social media, but this one time, reading through, studying it, it just jumped off the page at me. And if we're not making these applications, if we're just reading the Bible, letting it go in one eye and out the other, I guess, um, then we're, we're not obeying. Here, here are these words. What are we going to do with them? Um, I think it's a healthy spiritual discipline. You've talked about that, to take words like this and say, how do they apply, not just to me in general, but to the, the place where most of us are doing most of our, a lot of us, I should say, are doing a lot of our talking, and that is on social media. I, I definitely think the verses apply, and I've been getting feedback from others who felt like the verses were as helpful to them as they are to me. Fabulous. Well, certainly it's helpful to me. Uh, thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate the, the, the directness of these words in my life. And uh, by reading the article, How to Mind Your Own Business When Everyone's Sharing Theirs, it made a mark in me so much so that I wanted to invite you here on the air for our greater audience to hear this as well. Mark Ward, uh, he's from Lexham Press. His book, uh, the new book, Authorized, the Use and Misuse of the King James Bible, Mark Ward. That's really good. I mean, yeah. First Thessalonians 4.11, aspire to live quietly and to mind your own affairs and to work with your hands as we instructed you. Take a break. we get a smidge left. Stay with us, please.
Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. If you're like most people, then saving money in 2020 is on your New Year's resolution list. At Cash Call Mortgage, that's one resolution we can help you achieve. Right now, we're offering an incredibly low 2.875%, 3.076% APR 15-year fixed loan. So if you have a mortgage interest rate of 2.99% or greater, call us and see how much you can save on your current mortgage payment. We can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing cost. At Cash Call Mortgage, our New Year's resolution is to help folks save money and have a happier financial new year. For a free quote to see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call us at 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com slash word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. When the original mattress factory opened nearly 30 years ago, there was no one like us in the industry. Our factory direct model and friendly, courteous sales approach enable us to build quality mattresses and box springs and offer them at prices that were hundreds less than the mainstream brands. This is Greg Trzynski, and we're proud to say that nearly three decades later, there is still no one like us. Where else can you find a locally hand-built product for hundreds less than any of the mainstream brands? Only at the Original Mattress Factory. Visit us at OriginalMattress.com. What you want is awesome new flooring at a great price. What you don't want is to spend hours at a showroom looking for it. With at-home flooring, you won't have to. At-home flooring is where awesome happens. And their family's been bringing awesome straight into Pittsburgh homes with top-quality hardwood, tile, carpet, and vinyl for over 50 years with their free shop-at-home experience, along with great selection and professional installation. So forget the showroom and schedule a little bit of awesome instead. Visit athomeflooringpgh.com. Right now, there's a child living in extreme poverty with no future and no hope. But you can bring hope when you become a Compassion International sponsor. Just text the word CHILD to 83393 and sponsor a child right now. Pittsburgh Theological Seminary prepares students for ministry in the way of Jesus with Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, and Doctor of Ministry degree programs and certificates. Perfect for students with full-time employment pursuing a seminary education. Learn more at pts.edu. Earlier in the show, uh, our first guest out of the box was uh, Greg Cluxton. He's the uh, White House correspondent for uh, Salem Radio Network. And, and I love Greg. He, he is just, he, he's in every sense of, of the word uh, a reporter in, in, in an old-fashioned way, that it's not opinion, it's just fact. And uh, Greg presents those facts to us. I, I count it a blessing, I really do, that uh, we still have that because the news media, of course, is filled with not reporters. We've lost news coverage. We've just become opinion-based, and the facts have gone by the wayside. But anyway... In that conversation, he was talking about what's happening in the Middle East and um, the upheavals and the changes, you know, with the stock market and the rise in gas prices and gold and whatnot. And I know that a lot of us, my guess is you, you know, as you as you read the headlines, you get anxious. I get anxious, and I and I worry. And I, and 
it's my it's my fervent hope that I don't and you that all of us here who have faith in Christ we don't become overwrought with fear that God's in control and I I know that in my bones I and I pray that every day that you know your Lord you're with me and, and your will be done and not my will and that God will be with us and take care of us whatever that is whatever the good whatever the tragedy that that all things work for the good of God. <laughs> But boy, it's it's a lot sometimes, isn't it? It really is a lot, you know. And and so I appreciate you being here with me. That uh, that we're in community every day, in communion every day with our Lord and Savior. So, as you go about your evening, wherever you are right now, if you're headed home to be with your your family, that your wife, your husband, your children, or whomever is waiting for you, that you approach them and look them in the eye, and love them, and be at peace. And allow that peace to work in your heart throughout this evening and as you start your day tomorrow. God loves us and knows us and wants the best for us. So, peace be with you. Thanks for being here with us today. We'll see you tomorrow, God willing. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. New York Times columnist David Brooks wants Democrats to drop their impeachment gambit. His colleague Brett Stevens wants Democrat presidential candidates to pare down their essentially socialist proposals that would Venezuelaize the American economy. And the brothers Emanuel, my former mayor Rahm and Ari, don't think it's a good idea to tell 150 million Americans that even if they like their private health insurance, they don't get to keep it. And what's the response? Elizabeth Warren continues to push her complete set of Marxist fantasies. Joe Biden calls for fossil fuel company executives, yes, to be imprisoned, and Pete Buttigieg wants to decriminalize all illegal drugs in the face of the opioid crisis. As we enter the election year, Democrats are divided into two camps. One wants to defeat Trump at the ballot box. The other just wants to exact vengeance on Trump voters. All the candidates to this point are in the vengeance camp. I'm Dan Prop. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, preparing leaders for the public square. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.